Aren't you grateful you mattered to God this morning? I, I got some great news for you. You're valuable to God. I want you to know when your feet hit the floor this morning, I want you to know God's eyes were locked in on you and God wasn't trying to see how miserable he can make your life or how he could destroy it. But when your feet hit the floor this morning, God wanted to express his love to you. Have you thought about that? God's eyes are locked in on you. Wherever you go, his eyes are locked. Aren't you grateful that we serve a good God? But I got a question. What crock pot are you eating out of? I don't know about you, but I like to eat some food out of a crock pot, don't you? I like it at night when we're about to go to bed and Amy gets one of these crock pots out and I, and I see her start just dumping everything in it. I like it because I know the next day there's going to be some good food to eat. I, mean, I, I like it. She puts it all in there. And I, and I don't you like it when you get up in the morning, I can open my bedroom door, open my bedroom door, then all of a sudden where it's been cooking all night long. Just slow cooking. I love when I walk out there. Oh, do you like it when that smell just hits your nose? I mean, you just smell. I mean, how, how many of you have ever been guilty of this? I mean, it's been cooking. And you've ever lifted up and let the steam kind of roll out and just smell a little bit of it? But I got a question. What crock pot? The, t- the subtle term in today, today is this. What's cooking? Now, won't you take out your scripture and go to John chapter 3? Most of us have been familiar with John chapter 3. Is most of the time, if somebody accepts the Lord, hey, won't you read the gospel of John? John, oh, there's some incredible miracles, the seven miracles, every miracle that has a purpose in the gospel of John We got the seven I am statements revealing who Jesus is to us. The gospel of John is just rolling out to us how beautiful Jesus is. The gospel of John, all of us have seen it some sporting event, some guy that's got rainbow hair on and holding up a poster that's got John 3, 16 on. John chapter 3. It's going to show us what's cooking and what pot we need to eat out of. If you eat out of the wrong pot, the ending is bad. You eat out of the right pot, boy, it's good. John chapter 3, verse 1. Nicodemus. Who's Nicodemus? Well, look at verse 1 and verse 2 of John chapter 3. It's going to tell us a couple of things about Nicodemus and who this man is. You see, when Nicodemus is meeting Jesus at night, 
At this moment, Nicodemus is eating out of the wrong pot. Nicodemus is going to the wrong crock pot. Nicodemus is going to the wrong place to find some satisfaction for his soul. Kind of reminds me of 1965. Does anybody remember the year 1965? The Rolling Stones had a song come out in 1965. As a matter of fact, they they list the top 500 songs ever done, and this song is listed number two. Does anybody know what song they produced in 1965 by the Rolling Stones? I can't what? Get no satisfaction. You should see those guys singing it in 1965. Look at those same guys singing it in 2015. (laughs) Why are they singing the song from 1965 to 2015? Why can't they find satisfaction? I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. Can I tell you why? They're eating out of the wrong pot. I want everybody to look at me. What part are you eating out of? What part are you living out of? Nicodemus was living in the wrong pot. This first pot, I I want you to see it. Uh, Let me tell you what. This pot represents the world. This pot represents your flesh. This pot represents the devil. Can I tell you, what's cooking in this pot is not good for your soul. What the devil's got cooking in this pot, he's going to promise you everything but deliver nothing. What's cooking in this pot is going to be disguised. What's cooking in this pot is going to be the... Look at it. Smell it. Taste it. I want you to remind you of this. The devil is the father of all lies. And the devil's going to do everything he can. Your flesh in you. The scripture tells us that Adam's sin was placed upon us. And because Adam's sin was placed upon us, the moment that we were born, we were born in this pot. We were born in the pot of sin. We were born separated from God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were born... In this pot. And the devil tells you, your flesh tells you, this world tells you, keep eating from this. I want you to hear me. And I want you to get this. Here's the reason I'm serious about it. There's a lot of you in this room eating out of the wrong pot. Please get this next statement. What the devil, what the world, what the flesh has got cooking for you is not good for you. 
As a matter of fact, when you, when you start opening up the, the world, the flesh, the devil's crock pot that we're living in. Mm. You're going to see what you got in there. Why am I pulling all this out? I want you to get this. Here's the tree. The only thing the devil wants to do is destroy you. And you know what? He is a sly little serpent. It's lying to you. Why today would you reject God's lifelong gift to satisfy a short appetite? Why in the world? Hey, hey, you know what the devil does? And here's a fact. For the person who's addicted to drugs, ask any of them, what was your very best high? Every one of them say, my very first high was the best high. You know why the devil always offers the best first, then he eats you alive and destroys. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus is in the wrong pot. Look what it says. Look at John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It's going to tell us a couple of characteristics about Nicodemus. You might say, but man, look at his life. He's a ruler. He's a Pharisee. He's a good person. Can I tell you, a good person, you can be as good as you want to be, but you're still in the wrong pot. Goodness is not going to get you from the world's pot, the devil's pot, the pot that's leading to hell. It's not going to get you the road to Jesus. You can be all the religious that you want to be. Have you ever met that person that's just so religious? Only one place religion will get you. Religion will get you separated from God. Well, let's look at it. John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Write these couple things about Nicodemus. Here he is. He is going to interview Jesus. I mean, this is as, as personal and as up close as you can get. I mean, Nicodemus, he is the one who said, hey, I've got no satisfaction." couple of things about Nicodemus. Number one, write this down. Nicodemus was incredibly rich. Does anybody know how the, all the people of Jerusalem, I mean, how rich would he be? Well, most scholars, a lot of people tell you, Nicodemus was the third richest person in all of Jerusalem. I mean, when he walked in the room, I mean, when he walked in the room, everybody's head turned. Hey, that's Nicodemus. He is a rich man. I mean, a lot of historians tell you that, that Nicodemus is the one that helped develop all the water system for all of Jerusalem. 
I want you to look at verse number three. Here's the most personal, intimate thing. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Does anybody know why Nicodemus came to Jesus at night? You might know. Why, why did he come at night? Some say he came at night because he might be a, a little embarrassed. Some say Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because he was working all day. All we know is in this conversation, Nicodemus comes to him at night. He comes to him being extremely, extremely wealthy. Look at verse number three. What does Jesus tell him in all of his wealth? Jesus answered and, and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Hey, Nicodemus, I know you're the third wealthiest person in this city, but Jesus is face-to-face, mind-to-mind, heart-to-heart with Nicodemus and face-to-face, mind-to-mind, heart-to-heart the Nicodemus and say, but unless you're born again, Nicodemus, you will never see the kingdom of God. And I said, well, I'm sure not wealthy. Just look at my bank account. Yeah, you are. If you live on more than a couple of bucks a day, In the scheme of this world, you're a wealthy person. Uh, Look back in that text scripture in verse 1. What does it tell us? What else about him? There was a man of the Pharisees. He was very, very religious. As a matter of fact, you could probably go up to Nicodemus and say, Hey, tell me about such and such in the Old Testament. And can I tell you, he could tell you all about the Old Testament. Have you ever met a person that knew a whole lot about the Bible? I mean, Nicodemus knew a whole lot about the Bible. I, I, bet, he had, I bet he had those scriptures tied to his head, tied to his arm. I mean, I, I mean, his garment. When Nicodemus walked in the room, you could see in his garment. His garments would have screamed out, I'm religious. Look at verse number 5. In verse number five, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and a spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You might have all the garb of all the religion. You might have some scripture memorized, but unless you have been born again, unless you've been born of the Spirit, you will not see the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, when you get to heaven one day, there's not a single door that says religion. There's, when you get to heaven one day, there's not a single door that's got goodness written on it. You can't enter through the religious door. You can't enter through the rich door. You can't enter through the goodness door. There is only one door that you can enter the kingdom of heaven forever and ever. And his name is Jesus Christ. 
what else does it tell us about it? Uh, look back at verse 1, and there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Did you know that he was on the Sanhedrin? That means he was one of 71 that was a part of the Supreme Court of the religious side of it. So I'm telling you what, I mean, he was a ruler. He had power. When, when he walked in the ring, you could tell by his garb he was religious. You could tell by his standards that he was wealthy. You could tell by who he was that he was a ruler. You could tell that he carry power too. But look at verse number seven. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. I want us to say the second half of verse number seven. Let's say it together. You ready? You must be born again. Will there be anybody in heaven one day that's not born again? So may I ask you, which one of these pots would represent you? If you had to come up here and I say, hey, point to which one? Quite a few of you would have to come up here and say, man, I've got to point to this pot because Jesus isn't my Lord and Savior. Guess what? I, I'm, I'm still separated from God for my sin. For all I've seen comes short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. You might say, well, pastor, I, 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 I'm just not that bad a person. You were born separated. You know, I've learned about my four kids. I've never had to teach my four kids how to sin. I, 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 we've, never, we've never had sin class 101. How many of you have ever had to teach your kids how to tell a lie? How many of you have ever had to teach one of your kids how to disobey you? How many of you have ever had class 101 of how to talk back to your parents? We've never had to do that because you know why? Everybody in my home was born here. Everybody in this room, you are born here. If we could just take a moment, and let's start at this first row, and I want you to come. If you're still standing, this, if this is still you, come stand right here. You know what? There's quite a few of you. You're still here. I want you to know it will never satisfy your soul. You know what I know at First Baptist? I, I know there's some of you, you're carrying around this pot. This is who I am. But boy, you sure do got your, you've got your pot decorated really good. You've got some of the church lingo down. You got some stuff figured out a little bit. And, and, and you're really pretending really good. You get an A plus on pretending. 
But in your heart of hearts, you know. You've never been born again. Unless you are born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. But can we get really up close and personal? I want you to be in the kingdom of God forever. I think it's the same desire. Paul says, it is my prayer and it's my heart's desire that they're saved. I want you to know this week, it has been my prayer and it's my heart's desire that nobody in this room walks out of this room carrying the wrong pot. There's quite a few of you. You're pretending to have something you don't have and everybody else thinks you got it. But you know deep down in the core of your soul, you know you're eating in the wrong pot. Some of you, can I tell you, some of you say, man, I, I'm a Christ follower. I've accepted Christ. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. But you know what? But most of the time, I'm going back and I'm eating in this pot. You know what some of you need to do? Some of you need to do what happened in the first service. Some of you, hey, listen to me. Don't pass this up. The Spirit of God's speaking, and the Lord's going to speak in your life. Some of you, you said, I've trusted Christ, but why do you keep going back to the pot? Let's read verse number seven in him. Do not marvel that I say to you, You must be born again. What does it mean to be born again? Do I just have to turn over a new leaf in life to be born again? Am I just trying to be, I'm going to be good this week. You know what Jesus said? What does it mean be born again? Being born again. It starts by realizing the depths of the love that God has for you. Being born again, you realize that Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven and came to this earth and lived absolutely a perfect life. Being born again is a person who puts their faith and their trust that Jesus Christ, he suffered and he bled and he died and three days later he came back to life. Being born again, being born from above means that you believe and you know that it is only the sacrifice and the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ that can set you free. The devil, he promises you everything. You know, I always think about this. This is how I picture the devil. I always think about Sodom Hussein. Remember Sodom Hussein? Remember, remember, he was an evil dude, wasn't he? But I remember when we caught him. Does anybody remember where he was when 
our military guys caught Saddam Hussein. Where was he? He is buried in a hole, wasn't he? With nothing. I want you to get this. That's what Satan's cooking for you. I want you to know, he might be making it look good today, but I can tell you, that wide road is leading to destruction. What God's got cooking for you is Jesus. Because you know what? When we come to Jesus, when we have to eat out of this pot, realize his death and his resurrection. When we come to this pot, we realize... This beautiful white rose reminds us, the scripture says, when you come and eat out of the pot of Jesus, your sins are made as white as snow. When you come to this pot and you're born again, I've got some good news. Your sin is separated as far as the east and from the west. When you come to this pot, he chooses to remember your sin no more. That's some good news, isn't it? Destruction, love, forgiveness. What does it mean to be born again? You believe in the death and the resurrection. You've repented of your sin. You've turned from you. And you trusted him and you're forgiven. And here's the promise that your eternal home will be in heaven forever. What do the scriptures say? I've got a yellow flower. The yellow flower represents the street. We know the street in heaven is paid of what? Gold. What is Jesus telling Nicodemus, a rich Ruler, religious, he says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Unless you are born again, you will not, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again. I believe and I trust that Jesus loves me and he died for me. And he came back to life. I repented of that. And I am trusting Jesus. And he makes me white as snow. And the promise is, I'm going to spend forever with him. Look at the difference. Look at the difference. Today. What pot are you living in? What crop pot? Every one of us in this room are living in one of these. Look, I'm going to end on this verse, and you know it. Look at John chapter 3, and you know it. Verse number 16. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son 
that you believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here's what's going to happen in just a moment. I'm inviting you to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can forgive your sin. Jesus is the only one that can give us true purpose and meaning. Here's what we're going to do in just a moment. We're going to bow our heads and we're going to close our eyes. And here's what I want you to think about. Which one of these is you? A lot of you are this. Today's the day from living in this pot to come live with Jesus. Why don't you repent of this and come to this? You know what the devil's already telling you? The devil's always like, oh no, if you come to Jesus, he's just a killjoy. Remember, he's the father of all lies. Oh, if, if you come from yourself, if you come to Jesus, I'm telling you, in two weeks from now, you're going to be on the plane and the deepest parts of Africa to be a missionary. And your life is over. The devil's already lying. I'm telling you, don't move. The devil's already lying to some of you. Man, if you come out of this and you come to Jesus, your life is going to be boring. It's going to be dull. You'll never be satisfied. But let me tell you, the Rolling Stones have been singing since 1965. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. This will never satisfy your soul, but Jesus will satisfy your soul for all of eternity. Say yes to Jesus. Oh, but pastor, you just don't know. You just don't know. I will tell you how great a God we have. This is your moment. Unless you were born again. You will not see the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. I don't want anybody moving in this ring. This is a very serious moment. Lord God, thank you for this incredible story of Nicodemus and Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for making it so clear. Lord, you are not vague. You're not sidestepping the issue. Lord, you just said, you must be born again. You must repent. You must trust in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. 
Lord, I pray even right now, there's some in this room that are struggling. There's some in this room that are in the greatest spiritual battle they've ever seen in their life. There's some in this room, they feel like they're being torn apart. Lord God, I pray by your power and your mind, God, may they take a step of faith and put their faith in you today. God, I pray for those that are pretending. God, there's some in this room that are pretending. They know they're pretending. They've been struggling with it. God, I pray that today they'll move from being a pretender to being a passionate Christ follower. Lord, I pray that they will not let their pride get in the way. God, I pray that they will not let some title that they have get in the way. Lord, if it's a deacon, a Sunday school teacher, a leader, whoever, God, I pray that we won't have any pretenders but passionate Christ followers. So right now, is your head bowed, your eyes are closed. Which one of these crop pots would represent you today? That you're still living separated from God. If that's you today, don't believe the devil that is lying to you. Don't believe your flesh. The scripture tells us in John chapter 3 verse 19, and the darkness hates the light. Don't believe what the darkness is saying to you. But right now, in just a moment, I'm asking you, take a step of faith. Right now, if you say, Pastor Eric, if I were to stand before God right now, everybody in this church might think I'm a Christ follower, but I know in my heart, my life is not right with you. The scripture tells us, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call, you repent, you'll be saved. So right now, we're going to pray from your heart to the heart of God. Just from your heart to the heart of God. Just say, dear Jesus, I need you. I, I, I repent of my sin. I repent of everything I've done wrong. But Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Jesus, I believe that you came back to life. And Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me. Jesus, I'm asking you to save my soul. Jesus, I'm asking you to transform me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Because I'm going to hold on to the promise, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's some of you in this room that are Christ followers. But quite frankly, you're not 
your life wouldn't be consistent in eating out of the crock pot of Christ. Some of you have gone back and you're eating out of the crock pot of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Some of you today, in just a moment, you need to come stand with one of these pastors and say, hey, I'm a Christ follower, but quite frankly, Pastor, pastor my life, I'm, I'm eating out of the things of this world and not of the things of God. And I'm just here to get right with God. Today's the day to get right with God. Here's what I'm going to ask this morning. If you just made that decision to say, Pastor Harry, I just pray. I, I, I trusted Jesus Christ this morning. I, I went from living in the my crop pot to living in Jesus. If you just pray that prayer, cry out for God. No one's looking. If you just pray, on the count of three, when I go one, two, three, on the count of three, I want you to put your hand up and say, Pastor Eric, I was lost. I didn't know Jesus, and today I accepted Jesus. I mean, on the count of three, the devil's going to do it, tell you not to do it, don't listen to the devil. But I mean, on the count of three, put your hand up and say, Pastor Eric, I just trusted Jesus. So on the count of three, raise your hand. You ready? One. Two, three, put up your hand. Just put up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Several. Just hold them up. Hold them up. Quite a few of it. Hold up that hand and say, Pastor Eric, I, I just prayed that with you. Several of praise God for you. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In just a moment, we're going to stand. And I'm going to ask you to make a hard decision. Don't listen to the devil. The devil's going to lie to you. The moment we sing the very first note, several of you, quite a few of you, raise your hands. The moment we stand, I want you to step out of that row. And I want you to step down on one of these pastors and say, Pastor, I just came to know Jesus. How many of you would say, Pastor Eric, I'm a Christian, but I'm meeting out the wrong part, and I need to get right with Jesus. How many of you say, man, I, 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 love, I know Jesus, but I'm not living for Jesus. I'm not passionate about Jesus. I need to get right with Jesus. Here's what we're going to do on the count of three. I'm going to say one, two, three. If you would say, Brother Eric, I, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm not passionate about Jesus, and I need to get right with Jesus today. Don't believe the devil. The devil's already lying to you. Don't believe him. On the count of three, if you would say, Pastor Eric, I know I'm a Christ follower, but I'm not living a passionate life to Jesus, and I need to get right with Jesus today. On the count of three, don't believe the devil. I want you to have boldness and boldness and strength and courage today in the power of God. Right now, on the count of three, if you say, my life's not right with God, and I need to get right with God as a Christ follower. On the count of three, raise your hand. You ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Say, Pastor Eric, I'm a Christ follower, but my life's not right with Christ. Several of you. Here's what I want you to do. In just a moment, when you stand, if you raise your hand, the pastor's going to be down front. I want you to come to one of these pastors and say, you know what? I've trusted Christ, but I need to get right with Jesus. Lord God, we pray in just a moment as we sing. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us will be obedient to what you called us to do. Because, Lord, you tell us, unless we are born again, we will not see the kingdom of God. God, I celebrate. Praise God for all those people that raise their hand. Lord, I pray as they'll come forward in a moment. God, I pray for those that are Christ followers, but they're not passionate. Pray, I pray that they will get right with you. Because Lord God, you're a God that loves us and your eyes are locked in on us. In Christ's name, amen.
Here, here's what's going to happen. And some of you are saying, man, I've never been in a church service like this. I've never been a part of an invitation like this. What am I doing? I'm inviting you to Jesus. What's going to happen in just a moment? There's going to be several pastors that are going to be down front. If you raised your hand, I, man, I got saved, or I need to get right with Jesus. I mean, the moment we stand, you start coming one of these pastors. You're going to say, but Pastor Eric, I can't do that. Don't listen to the devil because you know what we want to do? All of us in this room, we want to celebrate it with you. The moment we start to sing, you come. You might say, Pastor Eric, I didn't raise my hand. Can I come? Yes, you can. Some of you, you've been pretending long enough. Stop pretending and come trust Jesus today. So when we stand, we sing, you come. You ready? Here we go. Let's all stand to our feet. The pastors are down front. We're starting to sing. You come. Come on. A lot of you raise your hand.